Welcome to the latest episode of You Deserve Fresh Lettuce podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel. And I'm Delia. And welcome to the show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to know if, if you are ready for, for the big D. <sighs> divorce. Okay, you want, to, you want to kick us off? Or you want to yeah, so there's a couple of things. So for instance, I, I was mentioning off camera to Rachel about how sometimes people start to already sh give signs, right? Where they're not wearing their ring. She's not wearing her ring. I mean, are those signs like, that- are they signs? I don't know, that's why I'm asking. Like, what do you think? And, I, and here's the thing about these shows. We want you guys to comment below. We want you guys to, whether you're DMing us, but just put comments in yes. at the bottom because we want to continue these conversations and we'll eventually go live and we'll let you know what our schedule is to go live. But we want to hear back from you because we're just giving you what we're experiencing, what we've experienced, but we still right. have questions too. Right, of course. For all of you guys. Like we want so to know. Is that a sign? Like I, I always wonder whenever I meet couples and it's like, well, that's my husband and that's my wife. And so I'm like, are they married or are they not married? Because I know people that do wear rings and they're not married right mm. but there's people that are married that don't wear them and so but there's a lot that goes along with it right there's things that you don't see you don't say and maybe you're just tired of being in a dead-end relationship where you're like I've had enough I almost want to make sure that I catch him you know in the act because I'm just over it whether it's that you're in a tumultuous relationship you're in a tumultuous marriage like what are the signs that you are done. done, 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 done. Yeah, done, what do you, done, 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 done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things like where you start to feel that you've done everything that you can possibly do and, and it's like you continue to hit dead end after dead end after dead end and you've done the counseling and you've done the therapy, you've done the work and now, you know, you're just, you're just over it. So, okay, so I'm gonna cut all the way through all the layers because, you know, we've been through it. And oh. I know that when I left um, my husband, which took forever to do, um, I went to work, which means I went to work on myself right. mentally and emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, all that stuff. And I saw, you know, counseling right. and everything because I wanted to make sure that if I was gonna move on to, with my life, I wasn't gonna take too much baggage with me. Right. Even though I even started a podcast called yes. Unpacked, Unpacking Life yes. Together. But the thing that I wanna say is that um, when you are deciding to leave, to leave what I had learned in counseling was that a lot of people are leaving their spouses because they're just unhappy. There isn't like a deal breaker. And we did a whole other episode not so long ago about deal breakers um, that you might want to listen to and catch up on. But do you think that you should have deal breakers broken? Before or what? Like, that, you know, that there should be certain things that were deal breakers that like he broke right before you leave or do you think it's okay to leave just because you're not you know, happy you're not happy I don't know I know that you know in the past used to be like the seven-year itch right because most couples or marriages would last a lot longer than seven years so it was like the seven-year itch and so when you would talk to people and they're married for 20 years they're like oh we went through it on the seventh year or on the 17th year right something yeah. about those two but now 
you know, people aren't even making it to two years. So it's a two and a half year itch. Oh. So should you make it to seven years, you have the two and a half year itch. And that's because people are just not willing to put up with things. Now, when it comes to divorces and someone's being abused, I think at that point, most definitely you have to make a decision immediately because it's not gonna get any better. And though they may promise you the moon, the stars, and they may do the work and go to counseling, if they have those uh, those anger issues, it's gonna happen, whether it's a, male to, uh, a female to a male or a male to a female, it doesn't matter. Uh, if a person's that angry, it's always gonna come out. And if it's triggered by alcohol, forget get it i mean and so if the person unless a person does the work to heal themselves it's never going to change so when it comes to divorces when there is anything that's that has anything to do with violence i think that's when you have to go but when do you know you have to go if there is no violence you know that's, that's the, the question is it like when he cheats is it when he hits you is it when he you know is it, does he have a drug a drug drinking and drug problems. Right. Maybe he's a gambling addict. Maybe he's addicted to porn. Yeah. Like, what are the things, you know? And, and the thing is that when I was in the counts and, you know, the sessions with this with this man, he was an older man, really sweet. I actually looked him up. Mm. Um, it's been years. And I looked him up to see if maybe he could come on the show. But he's yeah. gone. He's, like, retired or something. He's so not, I, like, I, gone I, out of... I don't know. Like, we don't have to, like, spirit... Are we gonna spiritually call him? Like, hey, can you talk to us? He lights some candles and some sage. We're like, will we feel him? Okay, but he's gone, but not like gone. Yeah, you can. I learned so much from him because he's an old man who'd been married a very long time. Yeah. And so we got kind of stuck in these conversations about like people leaving just because, mm. because they're not happy. And so my thing is like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever truly, truly happy the whole time. And my grandfather, who was married to my grandmother 67 yeah. years, wow. my grandma had passed away, right? and that was the first time that he had really sort of opened up, at least with me, about his feelings towards my grandma, and his feelings towards like their whole lives together, and one of the things he said was, you know, um, I think I figured out what the ring is, and I said, oh, it's like the never-ending yeah. cycle or something like that. And he said, no, I think it's because love, everybody's chasing love these days, mm -hmm. but love comes and goes in the marriage. You right. are making a commitment to the commitment. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, when you walk down the aisle and you say, I do everything, you're just promising to stay committed. It's, right. You're not promising to stay in love. He's not because right. it's impossible. So he was saying that there was times where, of course, he didn't feel love anymore. He definitely wasn't in love and giddy and no. excited about the marriage. And then she would do some little BS thing. My grandma was a little diva. And then all she of a sudden, was? Yeah. She uh, was super feisty how and cute. beautiful. And so she then all of a sudden fight or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he said it would take one little thing, a look at my eye, a little con and then the, there's the spark and then it would last however long maybe I mean, do you remember if he said that the spark would last like six months, three months? <laughs> Or is it three days? Celia wants time frame. Like, I want to know. Like, what did he say? Like, wait, like, how, like what happened? Like, what, why six to seven years? Like, that is a long time, but I don't know if it's because the, the generation of before, it was a taboo to get divorced. I mean, super taboo. Now it's like, let me guess, they're not posting you on Facebook or Instagram, and then you start to wonder, like, why is she on vacation and he's not there? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a little different, and we're definitely living living through oh, different so times. Hard. 
you know? But I think that, you know, going back to his principle or his realization after she was gone, it really resonated with me because if you are making a commitment to the commitment and so true. many people are not, no. they're making a commitment to the how you make the other person makes you feel right now. Right. And it's like if that person doesn't make you feel a certain way after a certain amount of time, now you're looking at your coworker. Uh-huh. That's at the fax machine. You know, or you're the guy, the, the cute guy you see all the time at Starbucks. The vendors you know, that the are coming time, in. You know, all that suddenly starts to really stand out to you compared to like your lump on the log on the couch or whatever you've got going on. Right. But then there's that state of newness, right, in my opinion, where, you know, when someone's like, hey, I like the way you smell. Your hair looks pretty. Right. And so, like, now you're not receiving those compliments, but now the Starbucks barista is doing it. So you're like, wait a minute, like, I'm going to fluff my hair before I go in there. So I don't know if we're getting, we are looking for that excitement or, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to think that that's maybe what it is, that we are kind of experiencing where we're getting a lot of attention from the opposite sex. Like the minute you post something, I mean, someone's throwing themselves in their in your DM, and so it's a little bit easier to kind of go around things, in my opinion, if you have a tendency to cheat or whatever That's it is. I mean, so you know, it it is interesting to look at it because you just say, okay, what is the expectation? Right. There is a lot of people who say, a lot of experts who say, you know, your disappointment and your unhappiness comes from your expectations and you shouldn't really have any. You and I talk about this Yes, all the time. And so, you know, we'll go to, from a phone call like, yeah, huh, it's because you shouldn't have expectations. And yes. And it'll be like two weeks later when she says, you know, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. I have expectations. Yeah, you know? no, well, I would always, my, my, my mantra would be expect nothing from no one, then you'll never be disappointed. Right. Because a lot of the times we're like, well, I expected him to know that, and I expected, it's like, no, you can't expect people to know. I mean, you have to kind of be a little bit more considerate and say, well, did I communicate that with that yeah. person yeah. rather than have that expectation? And the problem isn't him. The problem is you. You have that expectation. Yeah. That's not their fault. It's your fault. And happiness is internal. It's not something external. It's not something that someone's going to do for you. You know, you have to be happy no matter under any circumstance. But the real question here is not the happiness that you have or I have. It's like, when do you know that that person's not stimulating you? They're not, they're not providing that, you know, that balance. You're not feeling like you're being loved, that you want to, I don't know. Like, when do you know, okay, I got to file for divorce? And that's the thing. For me, it's tough for me to answer that question as far as, like, the feelings are concerned because I think at the end of the day, we talked about this in an earlier episode. I was really good. I learned early on to harness my own joy mm -hmm. and to really put my joy first and to figure me out uh, and what makes me tick. Because if you don't even know what makes you happy, right? you're looking for someone else to figure it out. Yeah. You know, you're that woman who's like going around, everything's wrong. You see with your friends, you're like, yeah, but look at her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but look at that guy. Like, all you see is negativity, but then somehow you want to go home and have your spouse figure you out yeah no, yeah no 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 and this is for the younger ones if you're listening yes <laughs> and i think it's that it's that uh what do they call it? It's like that uh, that whole thing that we're living in with Facebook, Instagram, and all the social media platforms where we're 
right away getting that self-pleasure by just posting something and like you know how many people liked the picture and if you're showing cleavage forget it it's just gonna be like hello so there's a level <laughs> just for you then um, there's gonna be a lot more likes and so I think that we expect that our spouse it's is going to be, yeah, it's like, he should know how to read me and like me 56, 70 oh times God. in like the last 30 seconds. And it's like, that's not an algorithm. Just a little, like, I mean, come on. So I don't know. I definitely think that you, you should know that you're done if there's been adultery and you've already given more than one or two opportunities if there is abuse in the marriage most definitely that is a time to just say what do i have to do to get back on a solid ground because there's there's a level of uh i don't know disrespect and there's there's a there's such a foul evil ugly feeling of living through someone that disrespects and hits you or beats you or what have you like i mean you're at the bottom so i think that there's there's got to be a way that you can uplift yourself and get yourself out of that situation definitely divorce is not an option at that point in my opinion you have to get out of there as fast as you can you know and even and even then it's hard it is and here's the thing so if this is your first marriage and you're and you're thinking like how do I know? Like you put them on this podcast and you're like, I, I need the answer. Yeah. We cannot give you that because it comes from within. And let me tell you, whether you are fully ready, unsure, whatever it may be, it is 100% going to feel, and, and you let me know if you agree yeah. with this, like you're on a train and that train is moving fast. Right. And you have to, that train's not going to stop because you still got the holidays and the in-laws and the friends and the picture perfect life on social media. You have this whole journey in front of you, this right. destination that you were heading towards, and now you're like, no, and you're ready to, you have to jump, jump off of a moving train with your kids on your hips. Right. Your shoulders, if like you that. have kids, yes, and absolutely. And whatever little stuff you have, and do you have enough money and resources and things like that to be able to then jump off a moving train. I think that it's going to feel like that. Right. No it does. Yeah, most definitely. No matter your situation and you, you're going to get bumped and bruised and you're going to scrape yourself on the way out i don't know anyone who didn't right didn't but when you get up oh. from that moving train and you supersede it all and you just see it going and you're just like whoo i couldn't have jumped off at a better time and it doesn't even matter what holidays are coming thank god i jumped off the moving train but don't get me wrong you might look around and be like wait i jumped off in the desert true but and that's for being a little prepared is important it is important it is it really is i think that if you already know that you are going to be looking at your exit strategy then you need to set yourself up in that way if you already know that you see the storm coming i mean you're not going to go out with flip-flops and no umbrella you have to be ready for the storm because it really does feel that way unless uh, your partner and you can come to the meeting of the minds which i always say if you're going to get divorced your best bet is to kind of come to some type of agreement, settlement, and just say, you know what, it didn't work out, let's do it for the kids. Let's do this for the kids. Let's let's just kind of figure our life out. Now, if you're gonna go through court and just battle each other, it's no one ever wins but the attorneys. If you decide to go down that path, the only person that really makes it out, like a bandit, 
the attorneys. The attorneys. Those are the winners. And going back to like being prepared in the exit strategy, um, let me tell you, it there comes an uneasy feeling within your marriage when you live in a marriage where you feel like you cannot provide for yourself, mm -hmm. you cannot support yourself, you cannot sustain yourself, and you have to rely on your partner. Now, I want to be careful when I say that. Yes. Because I'm very much an advocate for a man who can take care of his family. Right. And I praise women who can be housewives, right. full-time moms. I right. Mean, it's, the, it's the greatest gig ever. Right. It's not easy. It's the most blessed gig ever, like hands down. I didn't have that option. I didn't marry a man with money, and I had to go build my career. But the reason I'm saying that mm -hmm. is even if you're a housewife mm -hmm. and he, you have it made, the rainy day money that your grandmothers will talk to you about and mm -hmm. about is a real thing. Yes, you it need is. You to figure out how to do it. Maybe it's not siphoning from whatever allowance he gives you. Maybe you say, you know what? I, I always wanted to start an course. online boutique. Or maybe I want to learn how to, you know, bake, you know, pastries or, you know, interior design. There's yeah. all these things, There's right? so many different avenues. So many avenues. And I feel that once you determine what little that little thing inside of you that says, gosh, I've always wanted to learn how to do hair, cosmopolity, or well, lash, lash, cosmetology. Cosmetology. <laughs> cosmopolity, right? Um, that could be a lashes, word. Yeah, you know? yeah. You need to kind of explore that already. If you have a slight inkling within your spirit that's that something's not right, you need to get moving on on, on your foundation yes. and creating strength for yourself financially. Absolutely. Because you're going to be carrying your kids when you jump off that train. Absolutely. And, and it can mean the difference between jumping off the train and landing in the desert with your kids. And being unprepared, for sure, yeah, definitely. Or jumping off the train and like landing in, you know, there's a park. And you already kind of have a little bit of a inclination or an idea of what you're gonna be doing after. Yeah. So that way you can continue on with whatever career it is or career path that you decide to take and, you know, kind of move along. Um, I, I don't know when the right time is. I think it just, there's something inside of you internally that says, okay, I can't, there, there's, I've done everything. Like you go down the list of all the things that you've tried to do, whether that's counseling, whether that's, you know, talking to them, you know, there's, there's things that people do like every Thursday, you kind of have a little box of the things that you don't like about what they did. You discuss it in a very adult like manner. And if all those things, and you've tried every resource, and, and you've tried everything, and that doesn't work, and now maybe you guys are just being so disrespectful, now your children are not coming from a broken home, but they're living in one. You know, I think it's better to be alone than in bad company a thousand times over and over again. And even if the house that you used to have maybe was a lot bigger, but now you have a smaller version of whatever it is, I think that that piece, oh, it's, it, it's just, it's priceless. And, and a lifetime is a short it. time. And the kids will, the feel kids it. will see when it. They get to, there's no, I, this is what I like to say, there's no greater gift to your children than to give them a happy mother. Right. There is no or a happy life or a happy balance. But for you to be happy, happy. and at peace, you know what? That comes with preparation. It surely does. It comes with preparation. And so when you're in the marriage and you start preparing because you're like, oh, Well, no. it comes with preparation and just 
having a healthy mind yes. and, a, and a healthy, uh, well, like the spirituality yes, of course. Place. And that's another thing. Forget preparing for jumping off and career wise. You have to be ready to just know that the Lord is going to be there also along with the things that you're preparing for, but know that God is there to guide you. And then if that means that you have to kind of look at certain books, read, read a certain books, you know, the power of prayers for yourself or a woman go that's going church. through a divorce, go to go church, church yourself, or join a group. Yeah. Join a group. Find those friends yes. who are biblical because yes. you'll learn from them and you're going to pull strength from, from those, words, those words, the scripture. I know for me, it was huge. I mean, for me, I jumped off the train, but I landed, I landed on Oasis. my faith. Yes, you know? yes, And it was faith. tough, and we went through not being able to have the lights on. Right. It was a really tough thing, but we jumped, and I landed on my I just knew, no matter how crazy life got. Was, and I had my, my, my sons with me who weren't little kids, but they were in those teenage yeah. years where they're like, they need their dad. Right. It was tough. It was like, okay, but I know, I know that God's plan is so much bigger than, than my, my plan. own plan. And let me tell you something. What I accomplished after mm -hmm. my divorce, after the age of 40, was after 20, more grand. it's like, you could just look at my Instagram, at Rachel, you know, 101. I yeah. mean, it's like, boom. I mean, it's like a skyrocket. And I, w and I never even imagined that. Right. You know, they say visualize and it'll happen. I didn't even, I couldn't see that far. Right. That's how much in the darkness I was. That you did not know. lost in the desert I was. I just had to have faith mm -hmm. that it was already planned out and that I just had to go with the flow and, and just Go trust. with the gut, go with the gut, trust mm -hmm. the feeling, trust mm -hmm. the feeling. I mean, I think that you never know, no matter where you're at, whether you're single, you're divorced, you're about to get divorced, you're in a very dead-end marriage, it doesn't matter. There's still a lot of unknowns, right? So every day is an unknown. We don't know what tomorrow brings in the next in the next day. And we may even plan a vacation out a year from now, but we don't know if we're gonna foresee we're gonna see that far out. So I think whatever feels right and whatever makes you safe and you're not in a volatile relationship marriage where the kids are seeing that the dad is smacking the mom and vice versa and then now you know what this is this is like a vicious cycle now your children think that it's okay to get your hair pulled it's okay to get beaten it's okay to be abused if that's the case you need to get out if this is what you're living through however if it's just a dead end you think that the love is gone i always say that to whomever comes to me uh, just because of my experience in life, I always say, well, what do we do to fix this? Like maybe change your sheets, maybe get something really, you know, a change your sheets. Change your sheets. <laughs> maybe change the direction of your bed. Maybe put something sexy on, Put light candles. some candles, change oh the energy in that bedroom. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's so simple and I could say, I mean, without having to like praise myself, I feel in my heart that I have saved a few marriages because I'm like, hey, have you tried doing this? Have you tried booking a vacation? Just you and your significant other for four or five days, no children, just you and your significant other. Think about what it felt like when you first were dating, like yeah. that giddy feeling of, I can't wait to see him. Now it's like, I can't wait to just like have him leave to yeah. work. 
So, I mean, it, there's so many variables when it comes to knowing whether or not the love is really gone. You know, and I would add to that, because uh, all of that is exactly right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, inviting God into your marriage um, is huge. It is so huge. And that I is true. And I understand, I know, like, for example, my husband, there was no way yeah, he no. wasn't going to adopt that at all. Right. And it was, it was becoming a little one-sided. Right. I was preparing in my mind for anything. And I was leaning towards my faith, and I knew that he was very far mm -hmm, from that whole mm -hmm. thing. And I know that he didn't meet me like that. So it was kind of strange for him to see me then start to be like, well, and be more wise right. about things. I was less reactive. Right. When he was super mad or pissed off or whatever, I would right. react. And then I stopped reacting. I stopped being reactive. I got off the roller coaster. And you're like, huh. And I was like, you know, you're clearly you're having a bad one today. Today so is Saturday. I'm going to be out with the kids. And yeah. Hopefully when I get back, then you'll be good. And you'll mm -hmm. be like, what? You know, they know what to do with it. But it was because I was inviting the God Lord. into my yeah. marriage, into my life in such a way um, that wasn't always obvious to everybody, but I knew I was at work. And it was back to I was preparing. Right. I didn't have any proof of anything yet. I right. I just knew something was off. And I thought, and I went from thinking, gosh, I could be married for the rest of my life with this Right. Man. Not because he was perfect, not because I felt super in love every day, not because, no, it was just because it was kind of like not as bad as other people. He wasn't right. at the time. He wasn't, I didn't think cheating, he was in the best he could, I was in the best I could, and it was like, okay, okay this I works. This is just good, what my marriage is going to be. But when I started getting a little, like they say, where there's smoke, there's fire, Yep. I started seeing the smoke, and I thought, okay, mm. and so I started preparing myself. A little bit. I tried to move things around financially, yeah. but it was happening around the 2008. Oh, okay, yes. And I started preparing myself spiritually. There was all these little things I was mentally preparing for, so that when I jump off or jump out or whatever, you're I ready. Just, I would be. As you're ready. ready. But you're never fully ready. No, you're not. No, you're not. But it's true what you're saying, though. I think it's really important that you keep your faith, no matter what is going on, whether you move forward or you step back or you stay within, you know, those walls. I think your faith is number one. You're absolutely right. I know that I was given a book called The Power of a Praying Wife. Obviously, I didn't read the book, unfortunately. That's why we're sitting here. Um, <laughs> I gifted it to somebody. I said, look, here's the book. Read it. I didn't, apparently. Um, however, I did pray a lot, but I, I do feel that if you have that faith and if your partner can join you and you guys can come in unity and remember the reason why you got married in the first place, then, I mean, nothing's impossible. No. Anything is possible. Anything. But again, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's, that's when you got to just, uh, you have to leave as, as soon as you can and really look at the exit strategy and you still will need God and you'll still need to figure those details out. There's nothing harder than leaving a man you're still in love with. True. And for, for in my case, I divorced a man that you I were, loved. Uh. You know, I don't know about in love because, you know, we were 20 years deep. It's a little bit of a, of a stretch. Yeah. But, you know, genuinely. But it's like you loved him, but it was you were used to him. You think that's what yeah, it was? Yeah, I was used to him. I was used to my life. I was used to, it was comfortable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was familiar. It was comfortable. And if it was going to be another 40 years, I, I would have known how to navigate it. It was fine. Yeah. So to me, leaving that scenario, I wasn't completely miserable. Right. But then I know some people that their marriage died when they stayed, they were together. Mm. And it was just dead. Like, they yeah. lived together till this day, 
in a dead relationship. What about the people that are like, he's just my roommate, or she's no, just same. my roommate? They like in separate beds. And it's for the kids. The kids are not dumb. I mean, at that point, to me, I'd rather just sleep in my own bed, in my own house, in my own yeah. time, with whatever it is that I got going on. I just don't agree with the married but roommate, but I understand if that's what works because you're doing it for financial reasons because he but is see, a roommate. But see the financial thing? Yeah. You really need to start strategizing, right, with how, how to sustain yourself. And it won't exactly be the same life you have with your husband, maybe. Of course. You know, he might make more money. But with everything going on with technology and, you know, I'm even going to be teaching women how to make their first 100000 from home and stuff like that because of this one thing. Because right. What could happen is if you start smelling smoke and thinking, okay, a fire is brewing, I need to get it together. You start right. an online store, you start your little side business, you go to school, whatever it is. Right. Suddenly, there's like a pressure that comes off mm -hmm. and the marriage might actually bring you life. True. And because now you're not, Yeah. True. you're not like, oh my God, I'm under this dude's thumb. Right. And, oh my God, he has me freaking begging for crumbs. There are people and there are women that I know that are educated, have their own careers in business, and they're still in a dead marriage. And they're still there, and the man is still abusive, and or and they don't want to leave because of the kids. You talk to the kids, the kids are like, we are miserable with them We're here together. Right? Yeah, it's like the worst. And they just hope and wish that they would just finally take that leap of faith and say, you know what, we are better off on our own. But, you know, it just, when do you know when you got to go? Yeah, and I think that that's so different for each person. It is. For In my case, and I know even in your case, there was physical abuse. Uh-huh. Some stretch. Of course. But it doesn't mean it was every day. Right. It doesn't mean it was part of the story that our kids grew up with. Right. So we might have the photos or, you know, there might, we have the memories. They don't go away. Right. For whatever reason, we may have decided to stay. I know for me... I decided to stay, and I don't advocate for that. Of course not, no. But the reason I'm bringing that up is if you're listening to this and you are in a situation where that's happened, um, maybe it doesn't happen all the time, but something big happened. Right. And now you're like, does this mean I have to leave? You have to know that you're getting, you're hearing from someone that actually then stayed, and it didn't happen again after. Uh, okay. But um, I made it very clear right. that just because he was drunk and he doesn't remember or whatever the situation That's was, not like the jail free card. Yeah. As a get out of jail free card. Yeah. You know? Yeah, literally. Literally. Leave. Drink to that. Yes, let's drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> no, not, we're not cheering to the jail free card, but <laughs> we need tequila. We will laugh through things that most people would be like, ah, yeah, laugh yeah. But with abuse, it is a sensitive t uh, subject. And if it is a recurring theme in your marriage, Delia is absolutely right. You need to exit immediately. And, and it is, it is pull the emergency chute and jump. There are resources that you can Google um, for, for women and families That's to true. be able to help you with your children. There, mm -hmm. go to your church. You don't go to church, go to a church and they will direct you. Um, there's just a lot of resources, and I know it's hard. It is hard. It is hard, but it is better that your kids see that you do not tolerate that. And that, and that you're safe. Because you're you safe. never know. It, initially, you're scared of what's going to change, but if, God forbid, this person takes all their anger out on you and they actually do away with your life, 
I mean, at that point, does it even matter what the changes were going to be? Yeah. Now the changes don't matter because now maybe your life is taken. And that happens a lot yeah. with, you know, domestic violence. It's a big deal. I mean, I, I can speak on that for myself. I remember that I'm going to get a little bit deeper, I suppose. Um, I always, I've shared this conversation with Rachel before, and I feel like Nicole J, Nicole Brown Simpson saved my life. And that goes back from, you know, being beaten by my ex-husband and then now, you know, him knocking my daughter down. And it was a whole thing that there was no way it couldn't press charges. So we had to just kind of move forward. Long story longer, you know what? It was better that my kids were out of this crazy abusive family uh, and see that I was strong enough to say, you know what? Career-wise, I'm fine. You know, I have my business. I'm going to make it happen. And you know what? It is what it is. I cannot have them think this is okay. Abuse is never, ever okay. And that's when you know you got to go. I mean, besides... You know, adultery, that's one thing, but then abuse is another thing. And to me, it's like, you have to figure that out and move. So my point to that is, is that um, you just, when it comes to when do you get divorced, I think that that's very indicative of when you should go or very indicative of when you should plot and plan your exit strategy because there's nothing worse than your children seeing that you are in an abusive marriage relationship and they will carry that. If it's a little boy, he's gonna think it's okay to beat his wife. If it's a little girl, she's gonna think it's okay to maybe beat her husband too, maybe, and or, right? And yeah, but it happens too. There's abusive women, you know? There are women that will abuse men too. And so it's just, it's just not a healthy way to live. And I think that it's better to be a little bit more mindful of their little minds. If they, if you have little children that are seeing this type of behavior, um, for me, I just knew that that was a huge deal breaker. And I think that, you know, for me, it was really difficult to get out of that initially to just be like, I'm done at this point. I just knew that this there, this was, this was inevitable. Like divorce was going to be inevitable. But, you know, I think that a lot of the times we just kind of get stuck in a vicious cycle and you got to figure out when that pause comes so you could jump out yes. and just be, okay, let's, let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. You know, you got to pray on it. You, you do definitely it, have to pray on it. The answers will come to you. I hope that this episode has helped you sort of navigate some of those feelings and those questions that you might have in your heart and your yes. mind about yes. what to do in your marriage. Just, you know, do little things that prepare because some of the fear is coming from a lack of preparedness. It's a lack of the unknown, but a lot of times it's just the fear of being unprepared. We live in California, and let me tell you, oh, I'm always thinking, okay, if there's a big earthquake, there's right. it's going to be, yeah. it's coming. The big one's coming. They've been saying it. I mean, I have buckets and buckets yeah. of food, and I think yeah. they've expired, <laughs> which is great. I'm not trying to use the buckets yeah. of food, but it's it comes with that territory of being prepared. Yes, and so I can tell you that because now I'm prepared, I recently became officially prepared Yes. with all the items and everything. I don't worry about it coming. I can actually enjoy my life every day, living in Cal- Southern California, mm. going and to not, beach, not worry and about I'm it. I'm not thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, what if something happens because yes. I'm prepared. And so do yourself a favor, give yourself peace of mind, and just start preparing. Preparing. And it doesn't mean that you don't want your marriage to last, because there's nothing wrong with having a little extra set aside. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting yourself together. Of course not. Whatever it is, 
paving a little bit of an exit plan. Yeah. And God willing, you never used to have to open that door and go, yeah. and go out that way. And you have to get into deep meditative prayer, in my opinion. So just really do the work internally. Get into that prayer. Really ask God for a favor. And if the person that you're with should be enlightened and really see the faith also come in, maybe he'll stop that. It could be. You know, there are people that stop being abusive, if that's the case. And or if you're going through something like adultery where he says he promised he's not going to be, you know, with the secretary and he fires her, but then they still go to a hotel. And, you know, there, there's got to be a self-worth there. And you have to remember, they say YOLO, you only live once. To me, you only die once. So you got to live that life and you got to make yourself happy and move on and just say, you know what, it's not going to work for me. And if that means that you have to kind of, you know, not necessarily lower your means, but step back, that's okay. Then that's okay. That's and, okay. And you don't want to threaten your partner, but making him aware that you are willing to leave is huge. But is he may not huge. care. He may not care. Yeah. But don't threaten and be like, I will leave you in. No. The I'm boy that cried about, wolf. Yes, yes. I'm talking about really calm, decent conversations, reflective conversations. Yes. Say, you know, this and this and this. I'm having a hard time getting with this, dude. yeah. And you know, I just feel like if that happens again, I might not, I might not, not recover from right. that. I don't see myself being able to continue to like deal with something like that. Yeah. And making them aware Where? can yes. go a long way. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, once you then, what you know, you've done all you can. You communicated. Yeah. You've done your everything. Needs are, you communicated your fears because sometimes that abuse, sometimes. A lot of that behavior is coming from them having a fear. It's a control. But you have to remember, too, when, when a woman's being abused, you know, the man or the woman will say, well, it was my fault. I shouldn't have screamed. I shouldn't have said that. It's not his fault. Well, he was drinking. And when he drinks, this is how he gets. Oh, and so, see, long. and that's the thing. You start to excuse bad behavior. And so there's got to be a point where you have to say, you know what? It's not okay. I don't care if you're drinking. You have no right to put your hands on me. That's yeah. one. Yeah. Two, I mean, it doesn't matter what I say. You should be able to control yourself to say, right. you know what? I have to walk away. And that's and it's a whole situation, but um, well, we appreciate you joining us on this absolutely. episode. Absolutely, stay tuned for our prayer mantra. mantra that's going to really kind of renew you and give you strength and light in your difficult journey. And if we should know of any books that could help you during this tough time, if this is what you're going through, we will go ahead and link them down below so that way you can go ahead and may possibly get a copy and hopefully this can give you the strength that you will need in order to carry on with whatever it is that is that you're facing. And don't forget to visit us on social media, YDFL Podcast, um, and drop your comments and let us know what topics you want us to cover. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Father God, I ask that you bless me to understand that it's always darkest before the dawn, that your plans for me are bigger than my plans for me. I trust in you, Lord, that you will light and shine the path I was meant to be on. I am open to receive the blessings coming my way. I declare that I deserve respect. I deserve love. I deserve, I deserve happiness. I deserve, I deserve to feel beautiful. And that I deserve, I deserve fresh lettuce. lettuce.